From Fat for Weight Loss, I'm Aaron Day, and this is the daily December segment of the Fat for Weight Loss show. So let's get right to it. Every day in December, we'll be covering a new topic, from events to travel to nutrition and physical performance. So let me know what you want to cover, and we'll dig into it for six minutes every day in December. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the uh, Fat for Weight Loss Show. This is the Daily December podcast, and today I'm doing a and A session. Uh, I got a few questions that uh, you know people sent in to me over Instagram, uh, which is really cool. And um, and so I'm going to try and answer those for you today. Uh, they won't necessarily be, always be uh, about you know, how to implement the ketogenic diet or how do I do heart rate variability for training or uh, should I be eating fat if I'm trying to lose weight? Um, but hopefully maybe the, some of these questions might get uh, let you know a little bit more about me. So the first question from Charlie says, where did you learn to cook so well? <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a story about this. So I actually um, was a terrible cook for a very long time. I worked in a butcher shop uh, and I would prepare all of the meats and I'd prepare uh, all of the, the, the window for the shop uh, and I'd get everything ready, but I was never actually, you know, cooking that meat. So, um, uh, uh, very, very rarely I was, I was actually cooking such high quality meat. And, um, so when I first met, uh, my fiance now, uh, she, she did two years of a chef's apprenticeship. And I remember the first dish that I made for her was, uh, chicken breast that had been crumbed and stuffed with camembert and it sounds really awesome um, but I did it in the oven for the entire time and as you know bread crumbing and ovens don't go so well <laughs> um, and it was terrible and so uh, you know she taught me how to cook uh, and taught me how to do a lot of the things that I do now and um, and just yesterday she was saying you know what I have complete confidence in you in the kitchen now you are a much better chef than I am so uh, we'll <laughs> And by chef, I mean cook. So, so Adele, she did a two years of a chef's apprenticeship. So she was um, uh, very good at you know doing all of the, the the basic stuff that you do in that time. And so she passed that on to me. So I guess uh, I learned from her how to uh, you know use a knife properly, how to uh, do do and do everything sort of in a uh, chef style. But to be a chef, you have to do a four years uh, apprenticeship here in Australia, and I'm sure that's probably pretty global as well. So I am a cook. Uh, so the second question, is there any type of bacon without dextrose or sugar in this world uh, from uh, Virginia? Now, I don't think that uh, dextrose in bacon is really going to be the worst thing. Uh, now, let me explain. So when you cure meat, you use a lot of salt. Um, and the reason why they use dextrose is because uh, it's also it it also helps cure the meat. Um, now, eating a lot of bacon and eating enough bacon to cause that dextrose in the bacon to be a problem on the ketogenic diet is actually going to be quite a lot of bacon. And I don't recommend eating that much bacon in the first place because it is a cured meat and it is processed. Um, it's just not something that I would generally recommend as safe for inclusion in every single day. Now, I know that the ketogenic diet um, plays plays a lot on the fact that you can just eat bacon and butter and everything's going to be okay. But in actual fact, I think eating more um, whole foods and you know natural sources of protein um, are going to probably be your best answer. So I wouldn't worry too much about the dextrose and sugar. Um, like what we were talking about uh, two days ago about the whole three-phase uh, three 
thing to success. You need to figure out what works best for your diet. You need to figure out what works best for your stress. And you need to figure out what works best for your um, home life. And all of those things are much bigger um, levers that you can pull as opposed to trying to worry about the dextrose and sugar. Uh, So Dustin uh, says, why did you start the ketogenic diet? So for me personally, I started the ketogenic diet whilst I was training to uh, ride Three Peaks. Now, Three Peaks is an event down in Melbourne, um, and it starts uh, at Falls Creek, which is uh, so many, I think maybe one... uh, 1,400 meters high, not very high (laughs) in terms of mountains. But basically what you do is you uh, ride from there down and you ride up three mountains. So you you ride up Mount Hotham, you ride up another mountain, then you ride back up Falls Creek. And the last hill is, um, I think it's 20% for about six or seven kilometers and then 15% for the next uh five so in total the the event is about 250 kilometers or about 125 miles i think um and i was training for that and i completed that i didn't actually do that in a low carb state that one was um i guess maybe maybe like i trained in a very low carb state but i definitely used um carbohydrates during that event so that took me 12 and a half hours and then post that i was thinking that you know the ketogenic diet could be helpful for trying to prevent bonks because i saw so many people going through this event and they would either run out of energy run out of gels or um, just run out of will to keep going (laughs) Um, and uh, after 12 hours of, of really solid cycling um you know that that sort of stuff really starts to play havoc and when you adapt to the ketogenic diet and when you do a high fat style um, endurance exercise then you can start utilizing body fat and so i didn't have a lot of body fat on me at the time um, because i was i think i I believe i was about 76 kilos because of the all of the climbing Um, and i'm six foot five so 76 kilos i'm not sure that would be 150 pounds maybe Um, so it's pretty lean uh, and so trying to go onto the ketogenic diet for me at that stage didn't quite work. And I figured out a few things along the way. Um, and then, you know, I finally found that you stopped having those sugar crashes. Uh, you stopped feeling like really terrible after really long rides. And so trying to adapt the ketogenic diet or even just a low carb diet into um, cycling and into running and into marathons and everything from there has been really important because I do suffer from um, poor joint mobility uh, and and that's something that I'm working on. And the ketogenic diet is fantastic for any type of inflammation issues. uh, and, And it's basically been able to let me run and cycle properly again, which is fantastic. So that's why I started the ketogenic diet. And the last question is from Tanya. So it's, I would really like to hear more about your cycling and energy levels, please. How did you build endurance on keto? Um, okay, uh, that that is a good question, Tanya. Um, so building endurance on keto is actually really important because it's like the building blocks for your energy metabolism. Um when I was training for the marathon, uh, I had a big emphasis on going out and doing long runs at, uh, you know, at Maffetone pace. And basically what that means is that you're, uh, you take 180 beats per minute and then you minus your age from that. That heart rate you need to sit at on your long runs or your long rides. So for cycling, 
For good uh, cycling performance, you need to be good at hills, you need to be good at sprints, and you need to have very good endurance. Um, and so the endurance always comes first, I believe. Um, training your body to endure long rides is really important because once you are able to do that, then you can start adding strength, which is the hill climbing, and then you can start adding speed, which is the sprints, on top of that. If you don't have that endurance built out and you're just a really good sprinter, then you may be better off at track cycling, you may be better off um, at you know doing really fast hill sprints, um, but you ultimately won't have the endurance to ride those, you know, those big long days. And so uh, cycling building endurance is quite easy because you're generally not above your Maffetone pace if you're in a group cycling uh, and if you're going you know maybe 100 k's 200 k's in a day uh, you're generally going to be sitting in that endurance zone anyway um, but then uh, the ketogenic diet is perfect for that because what happens is that your body starts you know if uh, if you're doing endurance on a high carb diet because your body doesn't need to necessarily tap into the sugar burning zone all of the time, then that sort of just keeps cycling around in your blood and you get good at um, burning both fuels. But ultimately, as a ketogenic cyclist, you can tap into a lot more stored body fat um, and you have more endurance that way. And so building endurance on the ketogenic diet is simply going out there and doing long rides um, and, you know, Going out there and, and cycling for an hour or two hours is probably isn't going to cut it. Um, going out there and doing four, five, six-hour rides, that's where the endurance starts to kick in. And what happens then is that uh, you start to build uh, an immense amount of endurance. And then after that, because you're quite fit uh, in your endurance metabolism or your endurance you know, type zone, then what you do is you keep that endurance for quite a long time and you start adding strength to that. So you can do that by doing hill repeats or you can do that by jumping on a trainer and adjusting the resistance. Uh, you can do that for an hour. So what, what I used to do was, uh, you know, you 10 minutes warm up and 10 minutes cool down either side. And then you would have six minutes of, of really hard, intense cycling. Uh, so in adjusting the, the trainer really, really heavy uh, and then back off for five minutes and then go again for six minutes, back off for five minutes um, and, and do those types of interval training uh, on, a, on a trainer. And then for speed as well, um, speed is all about uh, being very, very fast and being able to turn over your legs very quickly. So what I found was riding in a group um, and being able to sit behind someone who is faster than you um, and really push past your mental uh, barriers on, on how fast you can actually go. Um, that is the best way to build speed because once you've built endurance and once you've built strength, speed comes naturally after that. But if you don't have those two, it's really hard to build speed um, and you know build it with the people around you that sort of matter. And if you're training for races, then building speed is going to um, come from racing um, and you're just going to get better at it as you keep going. And I think the, the main thing with cycling is that you need to get out there on the bike. There really isn't much of a substitute for becoming a better cyclist than just going out there and riding and same thing with running. Um, you can't try and do all these alternative exercises to 
supplement the 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 running that you can't do it really just requires getting out there and doing it and being on the ketogenic diet you no longer have to carry a whole a whole uh, back pocket of bananas and gels and sugar and whatnot you can just simply rely on your your body fat storage for energy or you can um, take some mct oil before you go and that will give you a really nice hit of endurance and uh, energy so i hope that podcast sort of gives you a little bit more information on me uh, and maybe a little bit into <laughs> endurance cycling um, but if you want to hear more topics uh, then definitely head over to Instagram and get in contact with me if there's anything that you would love to know or I can cover o- over this um, the daily December podcast then please let me know but again thank you so much for listening uh, it's, it's a pleasure to do this podcast and I really enjoy it I actually really enjoy these podcasts and, and I hope you do too so again thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you tomorrow Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes like this or get in contact with me over on Instagram to suggest a topic that we could cover for tomorrow's episode. So until then, have a fantastic day and I will be talking to you tomorrow.